Hi, everyone. It's Sarah, and this one is for all the writers out there. For the last decade, I've been teaching a class called Mastering the Art of Great Conflict, and I've always done it in person at conferences and universities. And uh, thanks to a global pandemic, I haven't given it for two years, but we figured out a way to make it available online, and I figured out a way to make it really robust. It's a two-hour class followed by a panel with multiple authors who we at Vetamates and I, in my head, think do conflict really great. And a week-long message board Q&A situation, sharing resources, talking about conflict prompts, talking about books that do it well, authors do it great. And if you struggle with conflict or are just starting out and really want to make sure that you're nailing conflict in your manuscript, I hope this class and workshop and week-long experience will be worth your while. It's online the week of August 7th, but everything will be recorded and made available for people who sign up. And you can find information about that in show notes, as always, or at sarahmcclain.net and click on writing class. Hope to see you there. Hello, Sarah. Hey, it's summertime. It is summertime. You know how I know that? If you were trying to dry laundry outside in Chicago today, it would not dry. It would not work. No. Listen, you know what I realized? I am in my 40s, and I have never lived in a home that has central air conditioning. That's sad for you because it's nice. Listen, I know I know a lot of you out there just gasp, but <laughs> when you grow up in New England sure. and then you live in New York City in, like, old buildings. So um, I realized today was the first time that I... I had a moment where I was like, oh, I need an air conditioner in this room. Mm. We have plenty of air conditioners or window air conditioners, but my office now has a door on it, which is a plus, but it does not have an air conditioner, which is a minus. Yeah, when we moved into this, our our current home, it was the first time, but we've been here for like 12 years, that we had like central air and our own washer and dryer. It's amazing. I mean, it really does feel, it, it feels like when you talk to people from, well, my husband is from California and thinks that this is for the birds living this way. <laughs> so, yeah, it's summer. It's yeah. summertime. Well, and we have some fun things planned. So we are going to a Polycon, which is a <gasps> Very fun. exciting. I'm actually really getting really excited about uh, wait, seeing people. Yeah. Have we talked about how tickets sold out for a Polycon, for the Fated Mates Live at a Polycon in, like, 10 hours. That was amazing. We I think it was less. I think it was so like so excited <laughs> about seeing all of your faces there. Please remember it is masks. Required. Yeah. Required. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. I was like, not optional. Masks, yeah. not optional. <laughs> We're going to have a little like gift bag for everybody who comes in though. Including... There might be an adorable mask in there. Yeah. Um, so that's like, really exciting. And I actually reached out to my friend who works at another bookstore in the Chicago area and was like, hey, after this happens, maybe we can do Faded Maze Live at your bookstore. Well, I want to put a pin in that because I might have other news about Chicago. So, I know Jen doesn't even know what the news is. I don't like But I have a book coming out at the end of the summer and that might be related to Chicago in some way. I know. I'm really excited. So, Heartbreaker's coming. A big summer, everybody. Big summer. Heartbreaker comes August 23rd. And you can pre-order it right now from wherever you get your books, yeah. including our favorite bookstores, Love Sweet Arrow in the Chicago area, right. Word Bookstores in the Brooklyn area, and Old Town Books in Alexandria, Virginia. And I will be there. You know, I will be in New York. I will be in the New York, Connecticut. I don't know what it's called. The tri-state area. The tri-state Is that what you call area. it? The tri-state yeah, area. Okay. It. I will be in the tri-state area around right after your book comes out to take Little Romance back to college. So we could just hang out and celebrate Adelaide yeah. and Claiborne. Exactly. I also and think there. we should, you know, there's a, sorry, there's a bookstore in Middletown, Connecticut where Little Romance goes to college. And I am kind of like, why don't I just call them and be like, hi, Sarah and I would like to come. Well, listen. And have an event. Jennifer, you're jumping the gun on that, too. I'm <gasps> probably going to have some information on Middletown, Connecticut, as well. Oh, my God. I'm Wait, so excited. Wait, isn't it? There are two of them. There's one There's in Madison. There's two of them, yeah. And one, I think it's the Madison one, but whatever. Anyway, stay tuned, everyone, for information about where you can see me and Jen and books. 
together at last. I mean. It's so rare to have us talking about books around you. So. I mean, exactly. They're like, wait, what? So that's um, really exciting. And stuff, too, that's exciting. There are new stickers that we're going to launch that mm-hmm. we're super excited about. There might be some new merch coming. Look, Faded Mates, we've got you. We've got you. Season five is going to be Magnificent alive. Firebirds. We're he- we are we're just taking off. We are. But first things first, it's uh, July 6th when we are recording this. This episode is going to be about beach reads. And when we talked about this, we were pretty clear with each other that we didn't just want it to be about, like, books that you can read at the beach. Yes. Books where there's sand in them. Books where there's sand. And also, I indicated it really should be sex on the beach. (laughs) Right. Well, okay. So listen, I want to talk about, so I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then it was a little harder than I thought. And I want to talk about our strategies for finding these. It was not, it is not super easy because look, anybody who's ever been near sex and a beach at the same time. I mean, I'm not saying I have, but I'm just saying I might've. There's a lot of grit. Oh, yeah. It's not the most comfortable experience. (laughs) No, yeah. And so I think, like, you know, there does come a level of, like, well, maybe this is one of those, one of those lines romance doesn't like to cross. Okay, so I also think, all right, so a a couple things happened to me. Headphones in, you guys. Oh, for sure. Headphones in on this one. (laughs) I... I found it difficult also to, like, use my regular strategies for finding books because if you say, like, romance novel beach beaches, it's giving you instead a, a list of, like, like beach reads. Like, that's that means something in like our culture. Emily Henry's beach read is not a sex on the beach book. So, like, it was just hard to kind of, like... How do like how do I narrow down what's in my brain and find the books I've read with this, right? Okay, so what was your strategy? Okay, so I started googling things other than beach read, right? So I I was like seaside town romance novels or mm. like vacation romance novels or oh, like Florida or California romance novels. So sure, sure. I really was like, okay, I have to like outsmart the outsmart the Google search here. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up actually kind of coming up with more of them was like using this strategy. Interesting. And then as I started thinking about it, I then had some I had some books like kind of pop up into my brain. And so that was the other thing. Okay, listen, everybody, Sarah's Kindle does something mine will not and I don't know why. I don't like this for you. I'm I hate be it. Because I have tried what you're about to describe to find my You know, okay, everybody knows there's a book I've been searching for forever where they zip the guy zips two sleeping bags back together because it's going to be their last night together. And she thinks somebody else does it, but it's him because he's like, it's our last night together. I cannot find this book anywhere. And I've tried. Someone's like, oh, you can search your whole Kindle at once. Mine doesn't do that. Okay, well then, okay. So my strategy, let me just talk about what my strategy was. My strategy was I sat with myself. Oh, wait. Sarah, we've not said welcome to Faded Mates oh. yet. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to Faded Mates. I'm Sarah McLean. I read romance novels. And I write them. I'm Jennifer Prokop, a romance reader and editor. And I don't know how my Kindle works. It's fine. And listen, longtime listeners will be happy to know we still forget to introduce ourselves most days. <laughs> Who's, like, ready to launch into this whole theory. I know, okay. but now there's, like, theme music playing. Sure. And, like, we're supposed to banter over the theme music, but then, like, now we're in it, and I want I want everybody to get the full force of my strategy. <laughs> All right, so we're ready. We're ready for so, your strategy. The theme music might be a little shorter this week than it usually is, and that's because my strategy was that I sat with myself and I said, Sarah, where are the books? What are the books you remember being set in places that have beaches? So I made a list of like all the all the like historicals that I could think of that were set like in beach towns like Spindle Cove right. and I Tessadere Spindle Cove series and I made a list of all the all the books I could think of that were set um like in 
in the Florida Keys or like in Miami, like Priscilla Oliveris was there. Yep. And then, but Priscilla doesn't, Priscilla writes closed door romances. So I knew she wasn't going to be, she wasn't going to suit this, although her books are delicious. And then I opened those books on my Kindle and searched the word sand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That would work. Fine. But the problem is, is that sometimes there's just this reference to sand. Like, oh, I looked out on the sandy beach. Well, that's not going to do it. You need. <laughs> so then it was some deep diving on those scenes. And I did come up with five of them. Oh, okay. I don't think that I, at some point, I had to let go of sex on the beach. Because it was harder to find Listen. than I thought. You were like, I've, I did it. I have I mean, one for sure. I'm just not committed to it. I don't know what to say. Well, okay. Here's now. Really I'm going to. phoning in this episode, Jen. No, no. I ha- <laughs> now we are going to get to my, I have a theory. Uh-uh. Okay. Which is I, because I was like, Jennifer, this is me talking to myself. There are 800 million fucking books with like a beach chair on the cover. And then I realized those are almost always entirely women's fiction. Mm, Adirondack chairs are a false, a false yes. start. And so then I had this moment where I was like, maybe like mainstream romance just doesn't do beaches because- Do you think, uh, is it because of my reason? No, I think it's because- the sand gets everywhere. Okay, obviously, yes. But I really think that they are, that like romance writers have seeded beach towns to these like wan women's fiction books. Yeah, Jen's talking about like books that you find in May in you know hardcover in Walmart. Yeah. And they right. have like a set of Adirondack chairs. Wait, we have to talk about this because this is relevant to our interests <laughs> maybe. Okay, but did you know that a pair of Adirondack chairs like in the world means something different than this book is going to be like a quiet women's fiction story? It really is this like a pineapple thing? Yes. Really? Okay. So apparently, if you have, and I mean, listen, we will keep everybody's names private, but please confirm or deny this. (laughs) The joy that I have, P.S., thank you to everybody who contacted us about ukulele recommendations last week. It was awesome. Um, The joy that I have when we say, somebody check in from Nebraska, and then someone checks in from Nebraska. Like, it's magical, the power that I I feel we have. But anyway, (laughs) please let us know if this is true. My understanding is that if you have two Adirondack chairs on your front lawn, it actually means that you're open to swinging. We're down to fuck. Yeah. Huh. Meanwhile, on the front of a a book, it means we are not down to fuck. (laughs) Okay, so this is like sort of then became my working theory is I was like, okay, so perhaps mainstream romance has seeded the like beach getaway setup because it is one of the things about these stories is they're like, it's about finding yourself. Like I've gone somewhere different and now that I am not in my home or at my job or with my family, I can essentially like really think about who I am, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of built into that system in a way that like a romance, like, okay, so you go away and you have a hot beach fling with somebody, but then how are you going to get with them when you're from different places? Maybe it's just not going to work that way, right? But I do think a lot of really dirty books take place on the beach. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's real I filthy. I mean, like, with love, it's, like, kind of, yeah, you, know, right. you get it's salty a little scummy. and, like, you're a little bit, you have a film on you. So I kind of had this moment where I was like, I think what's going on here is the reason it was kind of hard is because mainstream romance, like whatever we're calling that, right? Like sort of contemporary, a contemporary like I romance. Think like commercial fiction. Commercial fiction yeah. has sort of taken over the beach to mean one thing. And then you got like real dirty erotic romance doing something else. And like maybe mainstream romance is like, you know, we're just going to like leave that. We're going to gonna let those ladies have that. We're going to let them have that. <laughs> I will take this scumbag in the workplace. That's where I live. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like it. I'm, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. So that's, that's my theory. So I, although I have a list, I think maybe only one of them is actually, like, sex on the beach versus sex in a hotel room overlooking the beach. Or we started making out on the beach right. and then well, went I back mean, to the I, hotel room where there's no sand. 
I got you. Okay. I will say. Amazing. Everyone, I'll I'll take the I'll do You'll the heavy lifting it. on this one. <laughs> All right. So Sarah, you should start then. Well, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the the no. sort of like start with sex on the beach? You want all right, we'll just jump right in. Jump right in. Well, yeah. so we're gonna start with a historical because I initially because I feel like sex on the beach, like true sex on the beach, like water and sand has to have come to me in an old school historical before it. Like I feel like I have okay. a lot of like hazy memories of like people on beaches like you interesting know. i feel like they're always like rivers like where you know but also i read a lot of pirate books when i was growing up oh, so like true. i think like pirates, pirates there's gotta be beaches in all those books right pirates sure like if the book is on a boat it feels like there's gotta be sand okay fair but anyway i don't know i can't confirm that that is just me that's my hypothesis um but i want to talk actually about an author who Many, 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 we have talked about, we did a deep dive once, but like many, many people sort of complain that we don't talk about her more. And that is Mary Ballag. And I want to talk about the Survivors Club, which is the one, like that is one of the series that she has where that is, you know, lauded. And, um, you know, nobody does a war hero, a sort of conflicted war hero like Mary Ballag. And Part of her, part of what she does so well with these books is she has, so the Survivors Club is a group of, I think it's like six or seven men who were all in the Napoleonic Wars together and they are now home and some of them now have like, have like disabilities and some of them are, um, you know, suffer from severe, most of them suffer from like severe PTSD. And the first one, this is the first book, The Proposal, which is the first book in the series, the hero, Hugo, is um, he has like his deep-rooted conflict is that he is lauded by the whole world as a war hero and like women everywhere just like fall over themselves whenever he walks into a room but the truth is that he's keenly aware of the fact that like of all the people that he saved he also caused a lot of death like there right. this is one of those we've never done a military romance episode and this is part Season of the reason five. why right like there's yeah. Military experiences are complicated, and it is not com- it is not always the case that I hear that a, a romance novelist like tackles the complications that come from military experience. And so, but Mary Ballack does, and um, this book, the proposal, is so Gwen, the heroine, is a widow, and she's sort of like quiet and unassuming, and she also has um, she suffered a fall from a horse, and so she, you know, has a limp, and she sort of like is very much in her whole life is very interior and um she's in this like seaside town and uh hugo we meet hugo along with all the rest of the survivors in chapter one this is a real old school like Mm -hmm. a real historical setup like you're about to meet the seven men who will be the seven heroes of this series right they're all like sitting around talking and it's great. And so you sort of get a peek at all of them. And one of the, and he says, like, I got to get married. Like, I got to find a wife. And he's, like, middle class, but he knows he needs to get a, he needs to get married. And, like, that's one of the things that he, he has set to do. And they're basically like, well, you're so good looking and women seem to love you that you could just go to the beach. Like, go down to the beach. And, so, like, women will just, like, come out of the surf and, like, follow your feet. Sure. That's so, totally how it works. <laughs> Fine. So he does go to the beach and he meets Gwen at this beach. I mean, he doesn't go looking for a wife, but like they're at the beach and so. Um, so he and he meets Gwen and they have this like really beautiful, like very lovely. I mean, part of what I love about Mary Bellock's books is like they're so the romances are so romantic because she really gives them a long, like slow burn of like mm-hmm. Pining. Like they they really fall. These are characters who fall in love on the page. Um, but also like Gwen is a woman who like she's a widow, she's had experience and like she's she's not a virgin. Like she's sort of like, okay, I'm like he's this man is attractive and like I think he's a decent person. And I we're here on this beach at night, and I kind of want to bang. <laughs> and I love they it. Do. And it's, like, super hot in a way because, like, she's, like, keenly aware, like, 
she's keenly aware of like all the physicality around her. Like she thinks about how hard the sand is beneath her back. And like, she thinks about like the feeling of him inside her, like with the beach around them, like and the salt on his skin. And like, it's a very visceral love. Like it's really visceral, like sex scene. And also the rest of the book is very emotional. And like, he's going through his trauma and she's going through her trauma and like, you know, nobody does that. Like listen, Mary these Bale. are not. Like, no, no, there are no, no. There is nothing like super fun about <laughs> this book. But right. it is a very. If you are looking for a book that is really romantic and takes itself very seriously and does romance in a really serious way, this one's for you. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Julie Puckrin, creator of Sky Med, now streaming on Paramount Plus. This is the best. Sky Med is a show. It is a one-hour drama, a series about intense personal lives of sexy young nurses and pilots flying air ambulances in remote northern Canada. And Julie knows the job. (laughs) Because, first of all, in the trailer, there is so much kissing. I was immediately like, this is a show I will watch. Listen, when Julie describes this to us, she said, this is one part medical show, two parts character drama, and all parts addictive kissing show. And she promises that there are eight main characters and they all... All of them have their own romance stories. This is what I want. Stern brunch daddy, sunshine and grump, all kinds of different pairings, pining, remote small towns, found family, kissing. It's going to be great. You can download Paramount Plus right now and subscribe to watch Sky Med. And if, yeah, well, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, we don't know what else to say except that we're into it. Thank you to Julie for sponsoring this week's episode of Faded Mates. They don't have sex on the beach, but I was going to talk about Devil in Spring mm. by Lisa Kleypas because I, when I read this a couple of years ago, right, um, Pandora and is it's it's St. Vincent's son is the new St. Vincent, right? Because St. Mm-hmm. Vincent is now the Duke of Kingston. And Gabriel essentially gets kind of caught in a compromising position with her. I know we've probably talked about this book before. It's terrific. But he and Pandora, like, just does not want to get married. And everyone's like, wait, what? So she and her, she essentially gets vi- invited to their beach house, right? And when I read this book, I really remember thinking, like, I don't remember seeing this in a historical set in England, right? Like, it's balls, it's London, right? Sometimes it's like, you know, some pastoral, bucolic, you know, country estate. But the idea of them actually, like, going to the beach, and because... So it just felt really kind of fun to me. I mean, like, you know, they kind of make out and like this, like they have her, the chaperone is his older sister and her kids. And they like kind of get stuck behind and they like make out in some tunnel. And, you know, but there's like this whole thing about like a bathing machine where she's supposed to change and like, you know, like bathing costumes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just, I really did when I read it was like, this feels genuinely I don't know, like kind of fresh in a yeah. way that I I really, it's, I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, I must have read a bunch of, I read a bunch of pirate romances, you know, when I was first reading romance. Surely those scenes existed, but for whatever reason, this scene at the beach, like them going to the seaside um, as a getaway really did feel, um, I don't know, just like, I was like, oh, this feels really different to me. Yeah, so, well, but... The Hathaways, that's... you. I've never read The Hathaways. Yeah. There's... The Hathaways is very focused on, like, um, they all... Like, they're... It's beachside. Oh, okay. So there's clearly, like... Mm -hmm. In fact, there must be a Hathaway book that... I mean, it's not all beachside, but, like... Yeah. There there is some beachside stuff there. So there must be... There might... There probably is. I mean, Kleypas is a dirty bird. There's definitely, like... (laughs) Somebody's fucking on the beach. Somewhere, somebody's doing something on the beach. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, I think historicals... Well, again, it goes back to what we talk about a lot with historicals, which is, like, you can sort of wave away the 
Right. The, like, complicated bits about it. Well, and I mean, like, Joanna Shoup's latest series is set in Newport, Rhode Island, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, so I kind of felt like in historicals, it feels like, okay, maybe there's some some cool stuff out there, right? Now, in the first book, there's kind of like a scavenger hunt, and it's I don't think it's on the beach. It's, you know, on the grounds of this no, big estate or whatever, no right? There's no beach sex. But certainly that idea of, like, the historical, like, beach setting is kind of an interesting one. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that was, like, the one historical I was, like, is, like, Dublin's Well, part. and I do want to say, like, spin if you like seaside romance, right? right. So there's the Hathaways, there's... Um, I mean, again, not entirely the Hathaways, but some of the Hathaways books, there is um, Spindle Cove. Spindle Cove. You, you really can't talk about seaside historicals without talking about Tessa Dare's Spindle Cove series, which has a very charming setup in, in case you don't know and you aren't out there. The setup is um, <laughs> there are a group of women who are like basically every good family sends their spinster daughter to this, like, to age and while away in this, like, seaside town in Devon or wherever it is. Might be Cornwall. I can't remember. But, um, and so they call this, so it's, the town is called Spindle Cove, but London calls it Spinster Cove. And, like, it's the perfect small town setup, but yeah. Regency, right? So they each own, you know, each woman has, like, a piece of the pie in this right. town. And then, of course, like, just a shocking number of men tumble into the town. Well, did I ever tell you? Did I, ever, I don't know if I've ever told you this. My friend, a friend of mine who's a lesbian, um, enjoys romance and was like, I tried reading those books, but I literally just didn't understand why these women weren't getting together. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Like that it seems like a reasonable, a reasonable I mean, question that's fair, for us to but ask. Also, yeah. it's, they're they're deeply charming. Like, oh, I think absolutely. Cove, I really believe Spindle Cove is Tessa's like it's crowning so, series. Yeah, and it's it really is, fun. And, and if you haven't read those and you are out there right now, going, I'm going to the beach during like this hellscape of a time, and I wish I wish I had something fun to read. Spindle Cove is your answer. I'm going to throw out another Seaside Town series, and then the rest of mine are Sex on the Beach books. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Jill Shelvis. I want to talk about her Lucky Harbor series. Oh, yeah. Again, like, as you said, from the jump, Jen, like, these are often towns, like small towns or, you know, whatever. So Lucky Harbor is God knows how long, 200 books long by now, because Jill writes so fast. Um... But the first three books in the series are about three sisters who inherit an inn in a seaside town in Washington. Now, the Pacific is very cold, so there probably isn't a ton of watering going on. (laughs) Not without a wetsuit. Not without a wetsuit. Um, But the second one, which is called The Sweetest Thing, is my favorite um, and it is that the heroine Tara is the oldest of the three siblings, and she has gone through a pretty, um, she's gone through a divorce with uh, a man who she does not, who they just do not suit, she and her ex husband, but he is like sex on a stick, and <laughs> she needs to get away from him. And I think this is like a very charming setup because honestly, like, that's a real thing for a lot of divorced women mm-hmm. or, like, women who have been through breakups. Like, they just can't quit that, like, man who they know is not good for them. Right. So she returns. So she goes. They've inherited this inn, an, a place that she, back to Lucky Harbor, where she has not been since she was 17 years old. And she had a summer fling with, like, a hot townie named Ford. Who ended up making a bunch of money as a boat racer, which... I love it. I don't know if that's real, (laughs) but I'm for it. (laughs) So he's, like, made all this money as a boat racer, and now he's back in Lucky Harbor, and he owns the bar. And she walks in, and, like, look, Jill Shalvis knows the job. Yes. And... She he she walks into town and he takes one look at her and is like, that is the girl from when we were 17 that summer, and I cannot quit her. I have never been able to stop thinking about her. Mine. And so Great. they have this like fling that is like, you know, hot and great. And then the ex 
husband turns up and he's like, I maybe want you back. And she's like, oh, but he's still my, like, and then it's like, she has this like guy she couldn't quit. And this guy who like is the best and a boat racer. And, uh, you know, if you like sex on boats. Sure. Who doesn't? I mean, we should, that's a whole separate episode. That is a whole separate episode. Yeah. A book that blooded me by Elizabeth Lowell was sex on a boat. It doesn't, it's not good though. But listen, here's what I'll say about all of that. (laughs) Lucky Harbor is another one. If you are going to the beach for a week and you just want, like, download the first one on your Kindle. It's set in, the first one is like a Christmas book set in the winter. Download the first one and just, like, eat them like candy all week long. Yeah, they're great. Jill Jill Shelvis delivers every time. Yeah. Right? Delivers every time. Like Nora Roberts. Like, just... Well, I was gonna say, you know, one of my favorite one of my yeah, one of my favorite Nora Roberts series is the Chesapeake Bay series, where they're all it's in Baltimore and they're all like on the you know on the Chesapeake Bay, sure, and they're building boats and stuff. I like have really vivid memories of liking that series too. So, but yeah, I mean, to me, like also, I'm gonna say it. Fun fact: Jill has been very vocal about the Dobbs decision this week. So, yeah, a real champ. as has Tessa. So both of those are good. Yeah, exactly. So along with the Nora Roberts series, you mentioned the Priscilla Wait, Oliveira series. I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, before we jump into more, I also just want to name check Amanda Quick's Ravished, where it's not on the beach, but it is in a watery cave. So like there's probably sand adjacent. Sand adjacent. You quickly mentioned Priscilla Oliveris's. All of her books are set in Florida, but the Keys to Love series in particular is just like really rooted in like the beach town of Key West. Um, again, she it's their closed door, but I feel like if you really want, like I literally want this book to be set on the beach. Priscilla's books are, are so, so good. wonderful. They're yeah. so good. Yeah, and like I, so such like rich. Like, a rich fabric of characters. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, they're just big, meaty books that yeah. are fun. Yeah, I agree. And romantic. I have a novella called The Beach. Thank you. Truth and Advertising by R.S. Gray. And this is a novella, like a true novella. It's maybe 50 pages. Um, that is two characters who get together and then, like, a, a bigger book like, their kind of side romance happens in this book, but it is, like, hinted at in another book. Does that make sense? So it's like, mm-hmm. so in this book, um, Lindsay and Noah are, we're supposed, uh, this is, Noah is her best friend's brother. And she's always had a crush on him, but, like, she's been with someone, he's been with someone. They both live in Boston, but there's going to be a big family trip to Mexico. And so it's going to be her, you know, Lindsay and her boyfriend, Noah, her best friend, her family, kids, right? So they're, and they're basically going to all be in some, you know, like big, like almost like extended suite with like lots of different rooms, whatever. But the week of the vacation, she has just broken up with her boyfriend, Really last minute, the the sister and her family can't come because one of their kids are sick. So all of a sudden, it is her and Noah together in this posh Mexican kind of resort. And there's a lot of pining, right? Like, it's just really, like, we are pining for each other. But, like, should we do this? Should we not do this? Like, we, you know, we've been in our each other's orbit for so long. Do we really want to, like, take that step? Um, and it's really, there's a lot of, like, kind of push. There's not a whole lot of conflict in this book, right? Like, it's really, like, these two are kind of meant to be. It's just them a little dancing around whether or not they really want to take this step. Um, and then they finally do. <laughs> it's hot. Um, you know, they they bang it out after uh, a couple's massage. And um, the part that's then really funny, spoiler alert, is they decide, like, well, we really should tell my sister, right? Like, this isn't going to end. This isn't just a vacation fling. So they get on, like, a Zoom call with her, you know, his sister, her best friend, 
And it turns out that no one was sick. They just decided to finally put these two together in the same place so they could get together. Like Amazing. You know, the sister's like, yeah, I've been waiting for this to happen. So it was just like, it's like low conflict, just like kind of longing, banging, and then like, boom. And it was very delightful. Amazing. Perfect. I love it. Me too. They do not actually bang on the beach. They're making out on the beach. And one of the resort people interrupts them and is like, maybe you should go to the room. Oh, my God. I have, like, a very similar book. Perfect. So okay. here we go. Making out on the beach. An in, uh, a small, an interstitial inside an interstitial. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about C. Travis Rice, who is going to be a Fated Mates Live in Perfect. Alexandria. Um, so C. Travis Rice is the pen name of Christopher Rice, who uh, also writes thrillers and um, sometimes vampires. Um, but so in Sapphire Sunset, the um, there are two books. I've only read this one, the first one. Um, but the it's a series. There is a there's like a Southern California luxury resort. That sounds the, nice. Yeah, one of the uh, yeah, you're just back from LA, so I you am. know. So one of the heroes, Logan, is a former Marine who is now working in security at this resort. And he's like doing it for like noble reasons. Like his dad is sick and he needs to pay the bills. Um, of course, as part of this story, that's never enough. The um essentially, like, the son of the owner, like, the man who is going to inherit, like, all the resort money, Connor, um, is, uh, like, his boss, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. And these two are just very into each other, like, Mm -hmm. super hard hot both of them they kind of know that neither of them can it can't work on a number of levels it can't work because of class it can't work because like technically logan works for connor like it can't work for lots and lots of reasons but they're just super into each other and um also as part of it like connor there has a little bit of a celebrity edge because he's like just he's pretty famous connor like Mm -hmm. for being a like you know, succession famous. Like, he's just, like, a billionaire kid. Um, and so, like, the the paparazzi are, like, the media is very interested in them. And there are, it's, like, a very, it's it has sort of a, a kind of thread of, like, danger banging through this book. Like, there's, there's a very emotional rescue on the beach mm. that ends with, like, a hot and heavy makeout that is for sure going to be taken like people are taking pictures of it and video with it and he like they have to you know take it private anyway it's great (laughs) very sexy this year this is like a um if you're looking for just like a sexy fun series that is or this book i'm not sure the second book is actually out yet but the um if you're looking for like a sexy fun um series that has like just a touch of action in it or like a touch of thriller in this it this one might be for you sapphire sunset by c travis rice this week's episode of faded mates is sponsored by avon books publishers of american royalty by tracy livesey so we are avowed tracy livesey fans at faded mates and this book is no different the heroine of this book is a sexy driven rapper named danny nelson who the world calls duchess and i think this is so charming because she ends up being invited to perform through a confluence of events at a um, major concert hosted by the royal family of the united kingdom um run by this, like, reclusive grandson um, named Prince Jameson, who actually just prefers being a professor by day and a sort of recluse by night. But his grandmother has roped him into setting up this this concert. And what ends up happening is this prince and duchess, the rapper, fall wildly in love. They have a lot of really hot sex and um they have to deal with the fallout of the royal family having to deal with a american rapper falling for one of their own 
It is a terrific book if you love royalty, if you love family drama, um, if you love really high-stakes romance. If you're looking for a romance that's like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, this one's for you. You can find out more about Tracy at her website, tracylivesey.com, or on Twitter, Instagram, or on Facebook. Uh, American Royalty is available in print, ebook, and audio. Thank you to Avon Books for sponsoring this week's episode of Faded Mates. I actually have a related, perhaps, I'm going to like jump off from that, a book called Loving a Warrior by Melanie Hansen. And maybe briefly talked about this book, but not a lot. And the reason it actually stuck out to me is because, like, I was like, I really was like, okay, brain, beach scenes, right? And this book is about two men who essentially meet on the beach the day before they both start Navy SEAL training. And basically, the main character is, one of the main characters is this guy named Matt. Yeah, and he's out, like, running on the beach and, like, doing what Navy SEALs about to go into training do, like, you know, all this crazy, like, running and jumping and all this stuff. And he ends up literally literally tripping over this really hot guy who, the next day, as they start, he realizes is also in Bud's training. And I think the thing that's, like, really interesting about this book, I was looking back at, like, my review of it, is I said, in a lot of ways, this almost reads like like what I would call, like, men's fiction, <laughs> right? Like, these two are, like, like, think about what we mean when we say women's fiction. Like, I'm struggling internally with myself and my job and who I am. How am I going to fit love into my life, right? Like, what are the, the things I promised myself in the past? Do I still want to achieve them, right? Essentially, you get all those same kinds of, um, like, problems that they each are really, like, bringing to the table as they like, fall in love against the backdrop of the military, which, you know, isn't exactly the most welcoming place, especially when you're talking about the most hardcore part of it, right? Like, the SEALs. But I really did like the book a lot. I don't think they actually have sex on the beach, but, you know, they almost drowned on the beach because they're trying to be Navy SEALs, so I thought maybe that was That counts. Death. A little death. Death and sex. On the beach. A little death on the beach. (laughs) I just want you to appreciate What the French call a little death on the beach. Um, okay, it's time to go bananas. I've got some big okay. bananas books here to talk about. So here's I what I'm going to offer you. Do you want okay. a bananas setting or a bananas plot? Do a bananas setting first. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about Lacey Alexander, who I don't think... Oh, I was going to talk about Lacey Alexander! Alexander too. Which Are one? You, the Bikini Diaries. Oh, I'm going to talk about what she needs. Look at us. I was like, we have no, I really, we're like peeling open the vault on this one. We never talked about Lacey Alexander before. And my God, I have been reading her for, I mean. Ever. Every single one of her books is on my Kindle, Sarah. Yeah, same. Oh my God. (laughs) We've never talked about her. Well, because it's, it's like erotic uh, with a little plus side of romance. Yeah, I mean, no, I guess it's erotic romance. romance. It's erotic romance. Mine is, I mean, Bikini Diaries is a little, like, less on the romance, but mine is on the romance. Okay. I, okay, I actually, Sarah, I love you. Faded mates. Faded Faded mates. mates. Okay, you go first. Okay. I'm going to talk about what she needs, which is set in a place called Hotel Erotique. (laughs) Sure. Okay, our heroine Jenna is, like, has a very ordinary, boring life, like, in the world. And um, be- through romance plot, she is given access to this, like, elaborate... It's possibly on an island. I can't really remember. It doesn't matter. This, like, um, resort. Matter. This resort called yeah. Hotel Erotique. And when you go there, you are given, like, an erotic guide... His name is Brent. And this guy's job is to, like, make Jenna's fantasies come true. 
So, like, you fill out yeah. a form, you tell them all the things that you're interested in, you, like, basically say, like, I'm into princess kink, or, like, my fantasy right. is, like, you know, whatever, I don't know, horseback riding and <laughs> fucking, I don't know, sex on a horse, Sex right? on a horse, sure. Like, it's whatever it is, and then, like, essentially, this erotic guide let makes all of this happen for you, and over the course of this, so... It's nonsense, you guys. It's ter- It's like pure. It's just like the set. It's just a sex book. <laughs> except, Listen, it's great though. Yeah. Except Brent. And so like Brent and Jenna start, they like feel a connection. And mm-hmm. like the like conflict is, oh, but he's her erotic guide and she's right. a client and whatever. Who cares? No one cares. <laughs> so, but then there's this great moment where she's like revealed that she has like a pirate kink, which, you know, so say we all. <laughs> And um, he, and so, like, it's set up that, like, she's going, so that what what they do is in the morning you get in, you get a letter in your bungalow and it basically says you've been invited to, like, this fantasy and it is on a, you know, mm-hmm. you are, you are going to be the only survivor of a shipwreck on an island. There's plenty of food, but, like, who knows what will happen on the island. And so, like, they bring her out and, like, leave her on, like, a beach and Brent comes in dressed like a pirate, acting the part of a pirate, and they like bang it out in the sand. And it is great. <laughs> it's great. So you know that Lexi Alexander is a pen name for author Tony Blake. I did know that. And Tony Blake writes like lovely contemporary sure. small town romance. I know. Sometimes I want to write her a little like, hey, bring back, bring so back can I tell Lexi you, Alexander. I met- yeah. Tony writes for a long time she wrote for Avon. And so okay. we met a, a few times we met a number of times at RWA when RWA was happening and I at one point was like talking to her about what she was writing about and she was like, "Oh, well, and I also like write under this pen name Lacey Alexander." And I flipped the way that we just flipped at each other. I was like, yeah. I, I, "I love your books. books. Oh my god." Well, and the thing that's really interesting is these books were published by Berkeley. Yeah, in 2009. A long, a long time ago. The, yeah, I, lo- I looked because one of the things that's really interesting about, okay, so let me talk about my book and then I'll tell you kind of my, the thing that's interesting when you read them now. So my the Bikini Diaries is set in, it was written in 2009 and um, there's a really specific way that it feels very dated. And in this book, Wendy is our main character and she is like, going to some Florida resort for a job. And she sees this woman, this, like, beautiful woman walking in the sand, wearing a white bikini, and she just really feels like whatever that woman's vibe is, is that's who I wish I could be, right? Like, I'm too locked down. I'm too scared to try new things. And I'm just going to really, like, embrace my inner white bikini lady while I'm here. And she meets... This guy, Brandon, Brent Brandon, who is, like, the owner of the resort. And these two bang it out all over the resort with his best friend, with another woman. There's, like, lots of – I mean, like, it's – you know, there's some voyeurism. I mean, it's, like, really, like, kind of she's trying everything. And this is, like, a big part of, like, her journey is, like, I want to try everything. Um, The one way in which these books seem very dated to me is – like Wendy, and I think this is true across these books, and I, maybe it was just that time, right? Is that Wendy is very preoccupied with like the male gaze, right? Like, so there's a part where they are with another woman, so they have a threesome with another woman, and like Wendy's pretty into it, but she sort of like the self talk is like, I'm into it because he's into it. Right. I like right? him watching me. I like him watching me being with this other woman versus I want to be with this other woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of part of it feels like, like I, I would say that's the part to me that feels very dated when I've like reread them because it just feels like now you would be able to have characters who are like, yeah, I'm into it because I'm into it. Right? Like, this is fun and I'm having a good time. I don't have to sort of justify that. It's like that, there needs right? to be permission to be bisexual in the past. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to point that out if, you know, if 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 you're – I just 
I am not the most sensitive person to these things, and it is glaring. So I would imagine it's probably like the biphobia mm-hmm. or whatever that we'd call that. So I still think that the, these books are like worth reading, but I just feel like I kind of can, I am able to be like, this is a time and place thing. It just feels dated, and I kind of just like blow past it. But mm-hmm. as I was rereading, I was like, oh yeah, there's that weird thing. Um, but the book is really hot, and it's really very much like erotic romance in the sense that like they are going on a journey together discovering what they're into and then like essentially deciding to be a couple at the end mm-hmm. but yeah there's they're great those books are great they really are i mean and i have to say i think like this is right around the time when i discovered erotic romance in ebook yes and like i remember i can remember exactly where i was i was in mm-hmm. savannah georgia and i was like oh i'm just gonna lay here in this and read hotel these. room and like yeah read all of these books one yes. right after another i think the thing that's also i will say is to me it feels almost shocking how expensive these books are now. Oh yeah, um, there I just looked it up. It's $12. Yes, like these books and I by the way did not pay that much for them no. back then, right? No way. These and these are books now. So I I guess I would say, you know, I was like, wow, this book is 12 bucks and it feels like almost because um, you know, just things have really I guess really it feels like books like this now would be on KU, maybe, but it's Berkeley and they're you know mainstream. Yeah, it's not Lacey's, so yeah, not right. Fault they're expensive. No, no. I guess I would just say if you're like, oh, that sounds great. I'm gonna go check them out. Just look over which ones you might want to get with, but because um, they are they're expensive, but worth it. But long, but yeah, long they're not, also. Yeah, they're not they're, short. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. they're. These are books that are These are full-length books. Full-length books that are like 70% sex. Maybe more. So if that's what you're looking for, we have you. We've got you. No problem. Pirate boning. I'm for it. Perfect. All right. Then I have one more. (laughs) I have one more too, but it'll, I think, be good. So. Okay. I want to talk about the Rush duet by Vi Keeland and Penelope Ward. All right. This, okay, so if you are concerned about spoilers, you're just going to have to skip ahead because I'm going to spoil this book for Jen because I know she won't read it because there's a cliffhanger in the oh, middle yeah, of it. Probably not. Um, but also I feel that it is important for us to acknowledge the Vikulin and Penelope Ward just like they take, they just, there's no, they just write for the fences. Okay, so the setting is the Hamptons in the summer. The heroine has um, received, she's like, Got it. She sold like a small book deal. Like she has like for two contemporary romances set at the beach. And so, but she has, she wrote the first three, she sold them on spec, which is, you know, whatever. Um, she sold them on spec. She like, so she sold the first three chapters to her publisher. The publisher bought two books. Now she has to write the books. <laughs> she has, she now has, um, a slight case of writer's block. So her editor or agent or whoever is like, you should go to the Hamptons for the summer. Rent a room in a house in one of these big Hamptons houses. And you can, um, you know, hang out at the Hamptons and like write a seaside town romance there. Fine. She goes out. She gets a job. So she's she like rents a, a room in like one of these big. So for those of you who don't know, like it's a very common thing in New York City for like people in their early 20s to, like, pool all their resources and, like, timeshare a big house in the Hamptons for the summer. So she, like, rents a room in this, like, timeshare space. Um, her her room, one of the roommates there works at a local bar, like, kind of is a mess and so, you know, needs to go somewhere, like, needs her to, like, jump in and run the bar at mm-hmm. this, like, Hamptons, like, big party joint for the night. It's like a Friday night. This woman has never made a drink in her, never mixed a cocktail in her life, right? So she's like, she gets behind the bar. She's supposed to mix a cocktail. She's doing a terrible job. There's like this asshole at the end of the bar who's like, you're the worst at this. How did you even get this job? Turns out he's the owner of the bar. And like, she talks back to him and like stands up to him. And then they like, (laughs) so then they like start to date. 
Um, she has, like, he's, of course, like, a bajillionaire, but, like, a dis- an estranged grandson from some, like, media mogul in the city, but he kept all of the shares to piss his dad off. He's, like, the bastard son of his father. Um, and she um, has had this, like, kind of Hamptons experience where, like, she had one one-night stand with, like, a terrible dude from the city, and now, like, she's falling for this, like, kind of terrible dude who owns the bar, but, like, he starts to become cooler like better and better fine they start to fall in love but there's this weird thing that happens in that she doesn't get her period okay and so you're like so she's like oh it's been like seven weeks now it's august and i haven't had my period and oops she has so she like is now pregnant with the child of the one night stand from the beginning of the summer yikes yikes (laughs) so And they, for reasons I can't remember, like, for legitimate reasons, but, like, romance reasons, they have not had sex, the two of them. So she's like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant, and it's clearly not yours. It's from this, like, one-night stand with this guy who, like, gave me the wrong number. He ghosted me. Fine. So he's like, this is rough. I never wanted to be a dad. Like, this is too much for me. I, I don't know, but then I'm in love with you. And it's, like, a very intense thing, right? And so, like, the whole book is going on, and it's a lot. And then there are a lot of big feelings. And then at the end, he's like, no, I love you. And she's like, I love you. And he's like, I want to have this baby with you. Like, I want to be this baby's dad, whatever. And so, you know. Whatever. Fine. And then it turns out, this is the cliffhanger of the first book. So they go to like, I don't know, stick it to his dad and brother, the, like, real heirs to this, like, bajillionaire fortune. They walk in the room, and it turns out that the one-night stand was with his half-brother. Oh, no. So the end of the first book is, oops, I'm pregnant from a one-night stand with your half-brother who gave me the wrong number and ghosted me. If you could see my face right now, everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, like, and then yeah. end of book one. She doesn't tell him. She doesn't tell him that it's him, that it's the brother, that she recognizes the brother. She's just like, it all comes crashing down on her. And then as a reader, you're like, what Whoa. the fuck? And I immediately downloaded the I mean, like, of course. do not stop, go, definitely spent the next, you know, bought the next book. Right. And then the second ha- the second book is, you know. Figuring it all bananas. out. Like, it's now all of it is just tangled up, and now we have to untangle it. It's a lot. <laughs> very bonkers. But there are some sex. There are a lot of, like, sexy moments. And uh, it is set in the Hamptons, which is, like, a classic summer beach Classic town. beach town. If you're, like, Full of billionaires and, sure. you know, their half-brothers just <laughs> wandering around, knocking people up. <laughs> yeah. That's and like amazing. Roman, let me tell you something. Romance novelists on deadline, they don't have time for this. They don't no. have time for this. No, not at all. So hilarious. It's amazing. Okay, I have one more that I it I again I think it's more like sex adjacent to the beach, probably. But it's a really beloved book a lot of people liked, which is The Worst Guy by Kate Canterbury. And what I liked about this book, I was really thinking about, like, the beach, is it kind of what it has in common. So it's actually they're in Boston. They're essentially, like, yeah, enemies. I'm trying to remember when Yeah, well, no, what happens is she's going to a conference, and he is in the same place. And they essentially, like, meet up, right, at this, like, kind of, there's, like, an interlude in the middle where they are away, essentially, on vacation. Mm. And Right? Remember this? And I they're, do remember. I just don't remember it being at the water, but. Yeah, well, and I think the thing that is interesting about it is, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I I remember because I think they, like, go for a walk or whatever. They definitely, I do not think, have sex on the beach. But the thing I thought was interesting about it was it was a way to leverage the getting away, right? Only instead of one person getting away, they essentially accidentally get away together. Right. And when they're in a new place they can sort of start to interact with each other in a different way. In a different way. They can reset, right? Like the pressure, like being under the microscope of everybody watching them at the mm-hmm. hospital. And so I really found myself thinking that it was a really interesting way to like, 
okay, you're writing a book and you have your enemies to lovers and you have them like sort of constantly at each other's throats. Like, how are you going to reset it? And I don't think people, I don't think authors use setting enough as a way of like, you know, you put people Mm -hmm. in a new place, they are going to start to act differently. Right. And I think it's a real object lesson for authors in if you feel stuck, if you feel stuck or your characters are stuck, what happens when you put them somewhere different together? You move them from another yeah. place yeah. to another place. Yeah. And so it's not really beachy in that sense. I mean, it is at the beach, but I think for me it was more like a really smart way to get these people in a different place and then they have to act differently. Mm-hmm. You know, her dad is there and he's a real jerk and so she's really vulnerable. I mean, there's just like a lot going on. And I just really remember as I was reading the book thinking, this is smart. Right? Like, this is a really smart way to to move the needle. And I think because a lot of that is, you know, people don't, Americans, right, we're working too much. <laughs> you know, when you move someone, I mean, it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey has this. Like, I think there's a lot of ways in which, like, we're going to move them makes makes that happen. So um obviously there is a Tessa Bailey there are probably more than one Tessa Bailey with with Sex on the Beach, but I want to just name check Make Me, which is her Broken Beautiful series. There's a pretty hot Sex on the Beach scene in that book. We talk about Tessa a lot, so I didn't put it on my like official list. Right. Um but okay, I wanna talk about two YA novels because you know some of us are out with our tweens and teens for summer, and I want to talk about two YA novels that I really, really love that obviously do not have sex on the beach, (laughs) but do have beach kissing um, or sand kissing. Okay. I want to talk about 20 Boy Summer by Sarah Ockler, um, which is adorable. It's like two best friends. They're in a summer, on a summer vacation, and they decide with each other, they make a bet with each other, they're they're going to meet, the vacation that they're on is 20 days long, and they're going to meet one boy every day. And so the odds are, if they meet one new boy every day, one of them will be their boyfriend for the rest of the time. (laughs) But it's also a best friend's brother. Um sort of like a she's there's like a it's it's sad this part of it but she had a like fling with her best friend's brother right before he died and so like she's still like everybody's still sore so it's like a real YA novel there's a lot of like emotional stuff in there but it's like a great summer book and I just want to shout out that and then I want to talk I just want to give a nod to um Siobhan Vivian who wrote a book called Stay Sweet which is about a summer town called Sand Lake. And the heroine, Molly Mead, has... Oh, no, not. I'm sorry. Let me say that again. It's called Sand Lake. And the heroine, um, Amelia, and her best friend, Kate, have worked at this ice cream stand um, for, like, you know... Several summers. For several summers. And now they're, like, 17. And it's just, like, an emotional, like, summer coming-of-age lovely story. So if you are just looking for, like, a book to give to your tween or teen while you are on vacation at the beach... Well, I have one more then, because Dahlia Adler's Cool for the Summer would work, Mm. which is... Mm -hmm. It starts off, I think, on the first day of, I think it's senior year, right? Lara is the main character, and she has a crush on this boy, and he's, like, sort of this perfect, like, football, you know, like, sort of classic Mm -hmm. crush. But she can't help thinking about her previous summer where she had, like, a perfect night on the beach in the Outer Banks in North Carolina with with a girl. And then, of course, what do you think this happens, but this Jasmine ends up transferring somehow to her school. Sure. And so now the two objects That's of her affection and like all the resulting confusion from that, of right? Yeah. Of course, are Listen. are there. So, yeah. I mean, Sarah Dessen basically got me through high school. So <laughs> Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. I mean, these emotional books. Yes. That are mm. um 
like there's just something about that YA summer romance that oh absolutely just gives you everything you need. I have vivid memories of a, a romance I read when I was a kid called The Princess Routine. Mm-hmm. Have I ever talked about this? Where she is like, you know, she's like this just a a a pretty girl, like pretty rich girl who doesn't like to get dirty. And she ends up going on like a rafting trip, like a whitewater rafting trip with, and like falls in love with like the super hot outdoorsy guy. And I actually bought a copy of it at some point off of, you know, like Amazon or eBay. Cause I was like, I have such vivid memories of the, yeah, like the summer romance books in YA. You're right. They're delightful. They're so good. In fact, I said high school, but Sarah Dustin started writing when I was well out of college, and I still read all those books. So perfect. My my favorite Sarah Dustin one is the one with Owen in it, and I can't remember which book it is, but we'll put it. We'll in figure notes. it out. We'll put it in show notes. Um. Anyway, we hope that you are reading very cool stuff this this summer. Tell us if you have a book that has sex on the beach. I thought you were going to say, "Tell us if you've had sex on the beach." No. <laughs> You don't have to tell us. tell us. Everybody you don't have to tell us about that. Um, but you should tell us if you have a book that has sex on the beach that you think we should read because we're always up for that. Um, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to this week's sponsors, Avon Books, uh, publishers of Tracy Livesey's American Royalty, and SkyMed, a brand new show that you can check out on Paramount+. Plus. I'm going to do that right now. Same. As always, uh, if you help our sponsors, uh, you'll help us. So thanks so much. And we hope you're reading something great this week. And bye.